the heel turn was, you know, was was uh, a difficult difficult choice to make. But I, Vince stressed to me, and I never wonder if he was, that was the beginning of um, where they're going to tear me down. But mm. he he said we're going to keep you. You're going to be a hero everywhere else. You're just going to be a bad guy in the United States. Okay. And he says you're still going to be because you're our number one. I, I was the number one merchandise guy. Sold yeah, the yeah. t-shirts and the sunglasses and the stuff I had was. I was the biggest seller in the company, and that was half my uh, salary. Uh, and it was a lot of money that I was just walking away from to turn become mm. a bad guy. Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by, as always, a oh, fucking goddamn. <laughs> yes. a- Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hey, yo. Isn't it nice to be back? I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely. We've made it a bit more consistent than we did over the summer, but, you know, we've had a lot going on. I've been a bit sick. Yeah, then the week before I was a bit ill. We've, you know, jobs, wrestling. Bloody hell, it takes a lot. But genuinely, I I adore this. Like, my wife was saying to me earlier, she's like, just, you look like death. You've had an hour and a half sleep in two days. (laughs) Just cancel Not where i thought that was going can, can, <laughs> yeah, cancel yeah. it and i was like well no because i've got a work meeting anyway later this evening so i might as well crack on talk to my best friend about some awesome wrestling do our usual stuff you know offline which i love um <laughs> we didn't touch on blood bowl but we could touch that when we we're uh, editing the pod but wrestling's sure. got good at the moment isn't it yeah, there's lots of fun stuff out there like I've honestly really, really enjoyed this run from 97 we're doing as well. I'm having the best time with wrestling. It's great. It's nice. It's nice to have quality content everywhere. We've got some behind the scenes reality stuff that's piquing like everyone's interest. Vince McMahon would not know what a QR code is. And all this stuff <laughs> with like the white rabbit and everything. It's completely like guerrilla marketing. It's like Triple H has turned around and gone, right, get out, Bruce. Get out, Kevin Dunn. Right, young people. What do people do? QR code? Brilliant. So uh, I was showing people in a virtual meeting earlier uh, a video I edited that everyone wanted to see, which will be coming out on WrestleTalk stuff quite soon. Um, a very silly video, let's put it that way. Uh, and I was trying to get it to work, and everyone could see the video but couldn't hear the audio. And I hear Andy Datsun in the background as I'm trying to sort this out, going, oh, yeah, Rich is really good with video. It's just like, uh, you know, uh, Luke trying to work a QR code. And I'm like, you fucking prick. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> So yeah, me and Vince, none of us can work QR codes apparently. I mean, I'm what, excited. What's the point? I, I mean, wrestling is great. Like we were saying just before coming on um, to record the po- the pod about it's almost to the point where it might be quite you know decent value for money to go to a WrestleMania now. I think, like yeah. we said before, and when the tickets for Cardiff came out, we were like, ugh. The product's so <laughs> crap at the moment. What a waste of money to go. And then watching it live, and obviously you were watching at the WrestleTalk party with um, your legions and legions of fans. <laughs> like the atmosphere. It's like uh, a Brit Rare show. It was like 200, mate. It wasn't that many. <laughs> but, but less nonces promoting the, the event. Yeah. Sorry, none, no nonces promoting the event. <laughs> <laughs> just had to get that in really quick i like we are not brit rest just because we're british and we do wrestling 
Oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I honestly, uh, watching that show live from the Russell Talk stuff was immensely fun. The crowd was in such good spirits and everyone was pleasantly tipsy and no one caused any issues. It's, it's a really beautiful event. Um, sitting there, producing the live stream is what I've always wanted to do for a job and I love doing it. But I, I wanted to be in Cardiff so badly for that show, man. As soon as it started, like, I think I posted on Twitter, then I was like, Oh, I'm so jealous right now. Like, we're even for the pre the the kickoff match with like the Street Profits and uh, which we Gable- missed because no Ga- one realised it was on. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, and then when Bailey came out and the crowd were on onto her, it's like man, mm-hmm. it's nice. And hopefully, that is just the that's the the flag bear for like here you go, guys, we're doing this. But isn't it good it didn't happen a week later? Because Jesus. They may have cancelled it with the the poor old queen. Oh, geez. Can you imagine? I don't think Vince would, well, Triple H would cancel a show like that, even for the queen, I don't think. Especially (laughs) not in Wales. Welsh don't give a fuck. Yeah, we only understand Duchess of Queensby rules in WWE. (laughs) Speaking of which, I think. (laughs) Brilliant. Pro transition. Love it. Um, professional day you know wf raw from march 17th 1997 the go home show before wrestlemania 13 mr tax williams oh and in fairness for a go home show this wasn't too bad but just to give you an example of what we're counter programming with so we're going into mania weekend so wcw are going to bring out the big guns they're going to bring out some quality television to counter program so on the same day, WCW Monday Nitro was held at the Savannah Civic Center in Savannah, Georgia. Nice. Starting the card with Rey Mysterio Jr. beating Psychosis. I bet that was really, really fun. Yep. Diamond Dallas Page defeating Max. Max. That's just Max Muscle. Hmm. The Do brute Big Max Bad Muscle? John. No. Um... <laughs> Conan and humorous uh, uh, defeated the Renegade and Joe Gomez. Who's the Renegade? Renegade was fake Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Ricky that's Williams. the one. Yeah, I couldn't put a name to it. Yeah, of course. Okay, right. We also had Dean Malenko defending, oh, sorry, defeating Scotty Riggs to retain the US title. Hmm. Luger and the Giant defeated Knuckles Nelson and Tarantula. Two jobbers. There's, there's lots of job jobs on this card this week. The Ultimo Dragon defeated Bobby Eaton. Again. <laughs> Sorry. Jeff Jarrett and Steve McMichael. Got to yeah. penetrate. Got to penetrate in the back. In the back baby. Uh, defeated <laughs> Alex Wright and Mark Starr. Scott We're Norton defeated. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. I was doing more Mongo. Wait just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Scott Norton defeated some chump who's lived an uh, entire legacy off the Guerrero family name and he shouldn't be anywhere near a professional wrestling ring. One of the, uh, what was it, the, the special six of SmackDown? SmackDown six? Yeah, he was one of them. Mm, yeah, he certainly was near Eddie for, to be one of the SmackDown six. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> the Outsiders, current WCW Tag Team Champions, defeated Bunkhouse Buck and everyone's favourite Beverly, Mike Eidos to retain nice. the WCW tag straps. Um, some bloke who featured on a t-shirt in Cardiff defeated Billy Kidman. Oh, <laughs> that was great. The whole room popped. 
<laughs> literally the whole room someone went did you see and then the whole room went whoa <laughs> it was very funny and uh, the Steiners fought Harlem Heat in the main event to a no contest but hey cool ECW counter programming that week aired on the 20th of March 1997 we've been getting used to like one or two matches this card was brilliant Taz okay. beat RVD good Terry Funk beat Brian Lee Ooh. The Dudleys beat the Eliminators to win the tag straps. Let's go. That's a fucking card. Jesus. Taboo. Taboo. <laughs> Taboo. Taboo Tuesday. Sabu. <laughs> Sabu Tuesday defeated Spike Dudley. Sabu Tuesday. <laughs> That's really funny. And the main event was Sandman beating Balls wait, Mahoney. Wait wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Uh, Sabu beat who? Spike Dudley. Oh, cool. Fucking hell. That's a great card. Yeah. So ECW, ECW understand how to counter program. Yeah, sure, man. Well, they've had the run. So we're, we basically skipped over the ECW invasion of WF because, you know, it's not Sean and Brett and they barely feature on those cards. Um, so we kind of just kind of jumped ahead like four weeks, is it something like that? Yeah, this? four weeks. And so ECW's had that exposure, that momentum. I'm not surprised they're putting on the best card they possibly can, probably in New York, probably the week before, um, you know, WrestleMania, while WWE are in New York for their show of Raw. Yeah, Taz RVD and Dudley's versus Eliminators in 1997 would be outstanding. Yeah, fucking A, man. That tag match is the one that sticks out for me. And everyone loves the title change. Yeah, absolutely. So we are doing WF Raw number 201 from Syracuse, New York. The, what is it? The On Center? The War Memorial. <laughs> the War Memorial. Again, for around uh, 5,000 people, we've got 4,737 on my listing. Yeah, same here. And that's a decent raw size. Like, it, it'd be, you'd imagine they'd be doing a bit more than 5K this this time, especially just pre WrestleMania. My favorite when this show started, after the last podcast we did, so that we've been the 17th of February edition of Raw, and we both went, oh, it's a real shame. We're never going to have Vince on commentary again. It's a real shame. It's a transition to Lawler <laughs> and King. Oh, I'll miss Vince on commentary. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So uh, <laughs> the TV rating did a 2.4, whatever the fuck that did. Uh, that means on the USA Network, I obviously watched the WWE Network, and so did you. Right? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So we have no longer have the blood for the blood god intro, so I can't make my chaos jokes anymore. No, disappointing. But it does <laughs> mean we now have. Well, no more at all. Cue the sirens. Open the gates to the 90s music video warehouse filled with random pyro and a ring that's on fire. There's people running about. There's bad video projections of war on the walls. Barking dogs. Jumping dogs. Ahmed Johnson kicking a bin. <laughs> oh, it must have been backstage at All Out. <laughs> Austin walks past some sparks. Someone is welding the ceiling, apparently. Austin being badass and not looking at explosions as he walks through them. What a fucking gangster intro. This There's is a ring. The ropes are on fire. We have Brett, Sid, Undertaker, and Ahmed and Austin all kind of brawling inside. And who I believe is not Shawn Michaels. I believe that is Triple H pretending to be Shawn Michaels in the intro. See, I didn't catch that. I'm going to have to go mm. back and have a look at that. 
I try. I literally went through freeze frame thinking, I think it's meant to insinuate this, uh, Sean, because one, a couple of the projections on the walls are definitely Sean. When you go to the ring, they never show his face in the brawling bits. Now, you clearly see Undertaker. You clearly see Austin. You see Brett in his pink and black, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not Sean. Where Dark Side of the Ring got their ideas for their silhouetted montages then. Very much so. So, I mean, it's it's awesome. We get the kind of... Um, it. Oh, okay. We'll get to the details of this in a second. But it, it's it's kind of an Anthrax song, but also not an Anthrax song. Do you know the history of this song? I don't know. So it's the... With the large the said, the beat. But it's like the full version of that song, rather than the edited cut-down version I know is my raw theme song from 98, you yeah. know? So this song... I'm just going to make sure I get this right. It's technically by a band called Slam Jam. <laughs> Did you know this? No. All I ever hear, I hear Slam Jam. It's Macho Man Slam. It's a Slam Jam. Whoa. Me too. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Is the other one that comes to my head every time. Isn't that a five song? Everybody get up. No, 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 no. I'm singing uh, the song from Space Jam. That's a movie with uh, Michael Jordan and a rabbit in it, right? It is. Let's go. Okay. But this band, Slam Jam, okay, has got Scott Ian of Anthrax in it. So this song was originally written as an Anthrax song, but they kind of re-recorded it with a bunch of different people for the WWF's heavy metal CD thing they've got coming out. Bloody love Anthrax. Shall we go through who's in this band? Because it's quite interesting. Yeah, go on then. Okay, so on vocals, you've got John Olivia, who's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra guy. Okay, you've got uh, Michael Begimi and Ollie Schneider, who are from Such a Surge and Thorn in Your Eye. <laughs> you've got Scott Ian from Anthrax. Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Gary Meskill from Crumb Suckers and Propane, who I don't know. I know Propane, I think. And the drummer is Tim Miller, who is from Overkill, who's like a thrash band. <laughs> and I'm just like what the fuck so scott ian's barely put this riff together then just got his favorite musicians from his local area who happened to be around just to come record on it and make tons of fucking money because it's on raw every single week yeah it's fun does this mean and we've said this throughout the um the series so far is this when the raw theme tune changed the start of the attitude era uh the attitude has been going for the last six months at least oh yeah 100 percent. but could it but, be this is the official the official start date dude they've taken away the yellow and blue logo they've taken away the blood for the blood god intro and replaced it with a black and silver one they've taken away the theme music from the new gen stuff and got the attitude era theme music in everyone's cutting promos with slurs in them there's no disqualifications like this is the attitude era there's boobs everywhere tax <laughs> i love boobs yeah fucking hey vincent man's all over the show hey, hey. <laughs> okay so there's one other thing about this intro i really wanted to go over and i'm gonna have to upload an image to discord for you so at the end of this intro there's this image and I was looking at it and going, wait, hang on, because it flashes up for maybe a second. And I was convinced that this image hasn't happened yet. 
which really threw me. So can you describe, Tax, what you see when I show you this image? Describe what you see. Hang on a minute. There's ah. Steve. The, the image shown is Steve Austin in the sharpshooter, covered in blood, reaching for the ropes. Mm. Hang on. And a who's minute, got the sharpshooter on him, Tax? That looks like Brett Hitman Hart. While Brett. he's bleeding and trying to grab the ropes. Brett Hart. It's Brett Hart's bum. Yeah. So either the person who edited this edit uh, into this episode before WrestleMania 13, <laughs> where this happens, is a time traveler, or they've done some editing on the network and we've been given this intro. Oh, good question. I mean, I can't recall these two having a match before where Austin's bleeding in a sharpshooter. Mm. But then I'm convinced there hasn't been. Yeah. I, I'm certain the iconic image occurred at Mania 13, which we'll be covering next week. There we go. So, yeah, there's something wonky going on here, but I don't know what. I'm glad I'm not just insane. That's an amazing catch. Yeah, no worries. So, we cut into the main arena and we can see thousands of signs and the awesome anthrax riff. Down, 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 which, if they just kept to this very day, I'd be chuffed to bits. It's. It's our the, the riff of our childhood, though, let's be honest. Yeah. But, like, uh, how much UFC do you watch? I watched a lot of it during the ultimate, the first sort of four or five seasons of The Ultimate Fighter and then sort of tailed off when GSP and St. Silver started winding down. Okay. You know the music they have at the beginning of every pay-per-view? Yeah. Still using it today. How it should be done. It sets the theme, it lets you know exactly where you are, what you're watching, gets you excited, it brings out all that nostalgia for the things you love. It's, uh, I, they totally could be using this music still, and I think it would be amazing, but eh, whatever. Uh, JR does not welcome us to the show. What happens, Tax? Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw, Vinnie Max back, which we say from a commentary standpoint, not a human being standpoint. <laughs> uh vince welcomes us to the show welcome everybody to the war zone welcome to monday night raw he holds this raw for ages and uh he's a scumbag but fuck was i happy to see him back on commentary he's been such a highlight of this run quick question for my lack of knowledge of you know history and wars mm-hmm. 1997 were we involved in, I think we were involved in uh, some form of conflict at this time, because we've got a lot of, you know, join the military sort of uh, ads in WWE at this time. I assume this is something to do around the time of the Iraq War in 1997? I was trying to wonder whether it was the Kuwaiti oh, War. That's, oh, yeah, good show, actually. Uh, 1997. Uh, obviously, there's hundreds of wars that go on every year. Um... Just having a quick look to see whether there's something obvious that I mean, jumps there's, out. There's wars going on all the time, but is there a brawl to end it all every year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's how international conflicts solve, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, there was a Cam- Cambodian coup d'etat, uh, Afghan civil war. Mm, I'm pretty sure I had a Cam- Cambodian coup d'etat for my breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Really I made a sure. funny canapé joke out of a coup d'etat. <laughs> or a canape, if you will. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm still getting over the story infection a little bit. <clears throat> uh, 
which means you're also going to have to do the big thing that happens here. Do you know the what I'm talking th- about? There's a tag team that have really cool music and a notorious pop. Oh, well, I'm very happy about this because, you know, we get into the action. The LOD are here. Whoa, what a rush. That's what I needed you to do. Thank you. My, my throat could not take that right now. The Legion of Doom make their entrance. <laughs> this is proper Legion of Doom 2000, like a year in advance. <laughs> Everyone loves being able to step on that wah pedal just to get the yeah, effect sure. in. So we've got an opening tag team match of the Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Animal and Road Warrior Hawk versus the Nation of Domination. Yeah, they're on every show of Crush and Savio Vega. They are accompanied this evening by the star of this series, Clarence Mason, uh, JC Ice, Wolfie D, and also D-Lo's there as well. But Farouk is not there. No, no. But this has changed from the last, so a month ago. So something's happened in the last month where it's no longer going to be Farouk versus Ahmed in a one-on-one Chicago street fight. It's very disappointing. It's now fucking team sport because Mm. it's now Ahmed Johnson and his brothers from the hood, the Legion of Doom. (laughs) The Minnesota hood. (laughs) Sure. Oh, uh, that's what they call Sonny's. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, hey, gotta be careful now, eh? <laughs> Minnesota. What the I hell love is- it if the LOD. This is a Minnesota accent, eh? I, 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 I was like, well, I'm a bit Scottish. Um, Minnesota. <laughs> Here you go. I mean, we've offended so many people. Hey, that was a pretty Why not good continue? Minnesota accent. Don't diss my. <laughs> Uh, acting ability oh I don't know uh, but yeah wouldn't it be great if the Legion of Doom spoke like they're from Minnesota <laughs> ah what a rush <laughs> hey, hey, careful now what a rush <laughs> but basically we're now going to end up with the LOD and Ahmed Johnson taking on the nation which will be Farouk um, Crush and Savio Vega at Mania in a Chicago town pizza fight what a bunch of shit disappointing I'm I'm so. This is why as I've said before, like the from memory, Mania Thirteen is. Meh. Well, the the way they unveiled it on this episode of Raw was very disappointing because Jay and R and Vince are talking about WrestleMania Thirteen, and they go, "It will be a Chicago street fight," and they're talking about uh, Savio and Ahmed, and I'm like, "Finally, we're gonna get it. Ahmed's gonna." fucking die to Farouk sorry Farouk not Savio uh, Farouk's gonna kill him it's gonna be amazing and then they're like between the nation and uh, Ahmed and the Legion of Doom you're like oh what no oh silly, silly, what a silly. rush <laughs> yeah what a disappointment uh, anyway, this match, the LOD jump out to the ring, bum rush the nation, lads, and off we go. They've obviously heard about Savio not giving anyone shine because they're just like, no, we're getting our shine in. Fuck you. We're the Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors, I should say. Well, I mean, that that's another thing that I forgot from this time. So obviously when I got into wrestling in, in like the, the mid to late 80s, yeah. they're referred to as the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk. But now... They've, they've added the Road Warrior tag to them now. Road Warrior yeah. Animal, Road Warrior Hawk, which surprised me because I never remember them being referred to in any time in WWE as anything to do with the Road Warriors. So obviously they hmm. they need to try and give them something as these boys are now back. 
Yeah, because obviously they've jumped across from WCW because we did that run um, prior to this and they were there featured fairly heavily. So they've now jumped across to Vince and um, good to see them. Great tag team. Uh, they're both clean at this point, allegedly as well. So that's good. Um, and th- they look okay, to be honest. Always love the LOD. Always not love quite, the LOD. Not quite the Road Warrior pop, but nice to see them acknowledge that in the names. Always for nostalgia, like we always hark back to SummerSlam 92. Just having the LOD come out on those motorbikes, riding down to the ring with Paul Ellering, it's like mm. that. And always have them Don't in like, Rocco. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Rocco pulled out the choke just to make sure they could start the bikes. That's what oh, I've yeah. heard. But that's why LOD for me, again, will always be in like my top tag teams because of sentimental value and also they just beat the shit out of people yeah they're the second my second favorite uh, tag team of all time everyone else is tied first <laughs> no the beverly's are number one hundred percent of course <laughs> no joke the beverly's are fucking awesome why did they create such a shitty son <laughs> don't you dare don't you fucking dare look the world of Wagner podcast really needs to jump on <laughs> Yeah, he's not quite lived up to my expectation, if I'm honest. Well, put him in with Robbie E, gave him a fighting chance. Yeah, he's not even wearing purple and silver. Like, what's the point? Triple H will sort that out. Don't worry. Uh, he fucking better. <laughs> At least dress him up like Mongo or something. He looks like a mongoloid, you know, so you may as well just go full into it. Um, uh, so as Animal and Crush are doing botches in the ring, the, cloud are going, the crowd are going absolutely mental for the LOD. Big LOD chance the whole way through. And when I say they're doing botches, that, that's pretty much all they're doing. <laughs> like, there's, there's very good, little good wrestling in this match. This is very... Um, it's not even kick punch struggle in the corner. This is no. throw hands, miss a lot, and fall over occasionally. Yeah, dump someone on the head occasionally. But the, the but we don't care about the in-ring action, Rich. What no. we care about is the multiple split screens we get during this match. <laughs> Could there be enough picture-in-picture? Picture? Fucking hell. So Ahmed Johnson, picture-in-picture picture interview, he's worse than Sid on the mic. But he dresses better than Sid. He's, uh, he's there in a bright purple <laughs> jacket with a huge AJ on his chest. Because, True. It took me yeah. a second to work out what AJ stood for. <laughs> I was like, who's AJ? <laughs> Styles hasn't even come out of Georgia yet. Sure. Uh, I literally didn't understand a single fucking word Ahmed said in his first picture in picture. No idea. Yeah, when um when Sid sounds I can't even say it now, when Sid sounds Shakespearean in comparison <laughs> to Ahmed Johnson's promo, you know there's sure. big issues. Yeah, it's very, very shouty. Something about keeping an eye on his gang or something. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, there's another picture in picture almost immediately of um, the nation beating up Ahmed at an MSG house show. We then come back from as to another picture in picture of Ahmed with his back to the camera this time, watching the monitor. He's looking out for his crew. He put, says, I caught that bit. He says lots of things. And he caught a little bit. But uh, too bad, motherfucker, because here's Farouku Kachu to beat the shit out of Ahmed. Go on, Farukanon. <laughs> yeah, Faruki Q calls Ahmed the stupidest I've ever met as <laughs> he's beating the shit out of him. It's great. With it's a, a nightstick, boss man wants his gimmick back. Yeah, absolutely. But he's, uh, he's in uh, you know, Turner at this Cop point. Cop County, Georgia. Really <laughs> That's yeah, where he sure. is. He's uh, doing pole matches that are five-star level pole matches at this time, isn't he? so sunny 
<laughs> that's funny who, who did he wrestle was it shark oh sharky yeah yeah it was shark and boss man up the pole where jimmy hart went up this like 20 foot pole like a fucking rapper drain pipe it was not shark i'm a man i'm not a man i'm a shark wait what where's my tugboat <coughs> he's the best gimmick of any podcast we've ever done I'm not a shark. I'm a man. Is the best wrestling promo that has ever happened. It's so fucking good. But um, we get classic LOD finish in this. Yeah, so obviously sure. we, we basically had storyline, storyline, set the reason why we're going to Mania in like a, a six-man tag. Everyone loves a Doomsday device, especially mm. they're getting Crush up. Crush isn't going to take the Doomsday device, is he? Oh no, how many cues is here? Yep, runs in with the nightstick smacks the lod about here's ahmed for the save he seemingly had time to change his clothes in between being beaten up and running to the ring he's got his two by four but forgot his american flag he's got like a stripey half onesie on it <laughs> like how do you have half a onesie how does that work doesn't the top half only comes up to his like belly button it's really weird vince mcmahon won't pay for him to have enough money to buy a full singlet <laughs> so like, i'm not trusting you uh but like, i appreciate the belt dude don't worry about it like no no ahmed you're not getting the belt shut up but Sit don't, down. But don't one worry because after all this kerfuffle and all this shit we want to see the doomsday device so of course mm. up goes young boy Dilo brown lift him up a really unsafe <laughs> doomsday device animal chucks him and you can see Dilo knew it was coming he, he proper moonside off the top of hawk's shoulders yeah he was not, like, I am not falling on my fucking head this time, boys. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. Fool me once. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the rapper lads took a power of a plunge, which looked like he got murdered. Nice, safe, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Is that what we're calling him now? No. Now, Ahmed is such a cool name. <laughs> it really suits him. Like, if you say pro wrestling Ahmed, you know exactly who I mean, right? Everything. That sounds like an amazing promotion. Where, who, where are you wrestling this weekend? Oh, I'm wrestling at pro wrestling Ahmed. Yeah, sure. One of those uh, Saudi shows or something. Shh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Ahmed is a very Muslim name, right? Not touching this. I'm already banned from some countries. So I'm not touching this. We're not allowed in Leicester anymore. Uh, the winner is the <laughs> Legion of Doom by disqualification. <laughs> I fucking hate their football team. I hope they get relegated. Um, uh, Brandon Rogers is a good manager. No, he's not. Fuck no, off. He's definitely not. Uh, Legion of Doom win via disqualification. Add for the Slammies this Friday in USA. We need to find this Slammy show. There's lots of fun stuff in it by all the adverts that we saw during this. Well, let's look at the nominations for Freedom of Speech Award. Jerry Lawler, <laughs> Paul Heyman, Steve Austin, Howard Stern, who I don't believe has ever appeared on WWE, and um farouk wait is this an actual thing these are these were the nominations yeah <laughs> freedom of speech yeah wow wf in 97 was something wasn't that i wonder who was allowed to win i again we'll find the slammies i guess i mean uh yeah I'm thinking about trying to find it before i watch wrestlemania just so we can talk about that when nothing good happens at wrestlemania <laughs> Well, here's the most important part of this episode of Raw. So obviously we've had the shit about Slammies. They started them they mentioned during the opening match that it's going to be Brett versus Sid in a cage in the main event. 
Mm. And they then make mention here saying there are rumors that the title won't be on the line in the main event. And uh, Gorilla Monsoon is making his way to the arena to make the decision. And uh, as is, who's just rocking up now? Because, you know, there's Mm. Gorilla Monsoon. And there was supposed to be Mania 13 main event of Brett versus Sean, but Sean got hurt, so he's going to have to go home and stay away from WWE television while he recovers. You said hurt way too confidently then. (laughs) You kind of need to say it as if you're doing air quotes. Well, you know, live the gimmick, brother. Sean got hurt is how you meant to say it, I think. Right? But yeah, well, Sean got incapacitated. Yeah, but, but so he was available for a week. He says, like, "I lost my smile." Sorry, careless, yeah. careless losing your smile. But we've got Sean here. We've got. He does tell us that he find he finds it later in the show. So, <laughs> good old sunny days. Yeah, fucking day. Uh, to throw some quotes out there just to emphasize this point, Jr. says something has happened, which means Gorilla Monsoon has got on a plane. <laughs> King says Shawn Michaels is on his way to this very arena, and I'm like, Shawn Michaels is coming here. Isn't he's he not allowed to. Mm, he's not even on the fucking show at WrestleMania. Yet. Mm. Vince also goes, Stone Cold Steve Austin is here tonight. Why is Stone Cold Steve Austin here? Because mm. it's a go-home show, Vince. It's your co-main event. Yeah, he, he's wrestling Brett on the pay-per-view. It's kind of important. <laughs> Deadly silence. No, No follow-up for that. I thought I lost you again. Okay. Oh no, no, no! I was, I was doing, I was doing a dramatic pause. But so this is where we're at now. So it's the go home show to WrestleMania 13, and we're now having the concept of there may or may not be a title match in our main event, which could completely turn WrestleMania 13 on its head if Brett were to beat Sid for the strap in tonight's main event. It's some really fun storytelling. It's great. It keeps you interested in that go-home show of the anything can happen in WWF at the time. And when they do this, like, say, 2014, when they're like, oh, will Dragon win the belt something before WrestleMania or something stupid like that? You kind of never believe it because you know they're going to deliver at WrestleMania, blah de blah blah At this point, it's been such a mess, and the belt's been built around Brett and Sean essentially the entire year. The fact that, like, you know, Sid and Taker are now wrestling for the belt. Like, I, I truly believe watching this that there is a chance that they could put the belt on Brett at the last second just to just to boost the numbers of WrestleMania, whatever it may be. Especially if HBK is cleared. I wonder if they did think at some point they go, right, I wonder if we can do Brett and Sean on six days' notice. Yeah, but I don't think Sean's having that. And I don't think Brett's going to win the belt on Raw and then lose it six days later. No, <laughs> not not to Sean. That's for sure. After WrestleMania 12, and but it means get out of my ring, show, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> but the go home show has purpose now, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, as announced, as accompanied by China, Triple H makes his way to the ring. So we have Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China versus. Ooh, Flash, you are so funky! And into conspiracy theories based on right-wing politics. Flash Funk's entrance was really fucking long. Bro, the the Funkettes have now got a vastly more stripper-based routine. Oh yeah, it it was gyration central. 
it's it's grinding the ramp like i'm surprised that ramp isn't pregnant to be totally honest <laughs> jesus <laughs> they went for it he wasn't there <laughs> jesus um he stabbed cena you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> he stabbed cena you know yeah he's also scored like nine goals for the arsenal so i love him god damn gabby jesus i finally believe in jesus man he's fucking awesome holy shit is he good anyway um so i'll move on i'll stop talking about wrestling so in recent weeks uh, we got a few little flashbacks by the way in recent weeks china has been helping triple h get the better of Goldust and marlena so they've been continuing this gimmick from from uh, china ragdolling marlena and choking her out and everything uh it, it's great man because we know exactly where it's going we get told at wrestlemania we're gonna have Goldust versus triple h for the ic belt totally fine with this lovely stuff happy happy days and the presentation of china now is really good yeah I, and i think marlena was the perfect foil for her from the get-go because there's such a size differential and just the image of her ragdolling marlena so impactful for a for like a teenager to see this giant well chiseled woman just absolutely obliterating tiny little marlena great great visual absolutely this is not a valet this is something different this is something new this is something inventive and i think the china character is very intriguing at this point yeah and and the pairing with triple h at the time after being like the poncy guy to now being this yeah i'm just gonna cause havoc which is again a really good evolution of his character after um curtain call absolutely i adore that the bell rings and Flash kind of fronts up to where Triple H would be. And instead it's China standing cross-armed in front of Flash, kind of threatening him. And like she even steps forward and Flash kind of grabs his fist like, I will punch you, woman. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I've done cool. it before. <laughs> like, it just- <laughs> this isn't the first one gets I've had, you know. <laughs> But like uh, Triple H kind of hiding behind China doing the like, come on then, she's going to kill you. Look at the size difference. You're tiny compared to her. It's it's really refreshing, man. This is some fun gimmick. Uh, Triple H working so, so hard to get China over. Absolute like godsend. But he realizes this is money. This is the ticket to the next level. You've got this now extra sort of foil to his character which i think is really really important for him at this time but yeah the way they're presenting china at this stage is the fact that she's there as the bodyguard not the valet and it's so the whole concept of at this time because we're in the attitude era of are you going to hit a woman on national tv it's very interesting in terms of like the psychology of the situations they get and put in it's um yeah it's interesting there's there's some weird commentary stuff around china like king's very mean about china's face and we've had jr and king in the past being like oh is that a woman and all these sorts of things uh jr has this really weird line that i hope you could analyze for me because i didn't quite know what he was trying to say uh, jr says this is the, the direct quote triple h is a little bit that way having a woman gives him confidence yeah, really odd, odd one to have. Because I suppose he's alluding to the fact that the story has been Triple H has been looking for a valet. He needs to have yeah that outlet 
to be able to be confident, mm. maybe. I feel like he's implying something hmm, that Triple H is a little bit fruity, I guess would be a term they would use in that time. Yeah, let's go with fruity. Yeah, and Ch- and China is not. China is very much, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and this is, this has given Triple H some sort of confidence boost. It's um, it's a weird way to phrase it, going into WrestleMania, I'm going to be honest, but it's what it is. Modern day uh, wrestling fans at this stage be singing, China's gonna kill you. Yeah, sure. Vince tell us that it'll be Goldie and Triple H to WrestleMania. Yay! Top rope leg drop by Flash. China drags Flash out to stop the three. Uh, China then eventually stops Flash from going up to the top rope. Some great pantomime, he's behind you spot as Triple H gets to his feet behind Flash Funk. Pedigree for the one, two, three, and your winner is Triple H in a lovely and enjoyable, but quite quite obviously there to make Triple H look good for going into WrestleMania match. Yeah, other than, you know, Leaf Cassidy, Flash Funk hasn't had a win, I don't think. I don't think so. Thank God Leaf Cassidy isn't on this show. I bet he opens WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't see how he won't, because every single fucking pay-per-view we've done, there's fucking Al Snow opening the show. I mean, I try and ask myself sometimes, who do I dislike more, Al Snow or Chavo Guerrero? Mm, And, and, you know, I can't really judge, because both have been much more successful than I have in professional wrestling. And I've still got the reputation of being a bit of a prick. So I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Okay. Not from other people I've talked to about you in terms of your my professionalism. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mainly speak to friends of ours and friends of yours. So yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, China punches Scorpio for good measure after the match. Lovely stuff. Hang on. China's a racist. Report oh. it now. Yeah. <laughs> Cut backstage. Shawn Michaels has entered the building. Wait, he's not supposed to be. He's hurt. Yeah, he's lost his smile, isn't he? Yeah, oh, this this next thing though was my favourite part of any WWF show. I wondered whether you wanted to cover this because it's about a tax bill. And I was like, oh, I know someone that's into this. <laughs> it's it's incredible. So they show a press conference where the governor of New Jersey's lifted like a specific tax, which allows WWE to come back. So there was like a tax on like sports and entertainment that if these venues turned up into like new jersey they'd be charged an astronomical amount of money for just running the show like the event tax so wwe hadn't been there for a long long time but other than the fact it was like tax policy from the u.s my favorite thing is they sent full kit wanker the undertaker yeah to be there in his full gear at this like governor's like tax announcement so good oh full kit wanker undertaker is my favorite undertaker because he's trying to keep the gimmick going and be so serious but this like lovely governor will be like oh i watched wrestling with my son and we used to play with the action figures and she'll turn to undertaker for approval and he'll go Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can do a little nod i'm in gimmick woman leave me alone <laughs> and then have to have his photo taken with a little kid they'll have to stand there looking all brooding and undertakery but there's some little kid be like hello mr undertaker can i have a photo with you please it's it's adorable man it's really funny wait i didn't think you'd show up in the photograph you're supposed to be dead <laughs> it's ruined where's the fat guy with the funny voice i want to speak him <laughs> i'm right here 
Hey, let's go. I was going to say that about myself, so I'm glad you got there first. Uh, but honestly, mate, fuck all that shit. It's some minis. Yeah, Yay! let's go. A mini tag team match of mini Mankind and mini Vader versus mini Goldust and Masquerita Sagrada Jr. <laughs> and just when they announced that, I was like, oh, wow. Look at these mini. Hang on. There's a proper mini. Masquerade is here. Okay, brilliant. Cool. Like, it's so funny. All these four guys are fucking awesome. They're so much fun. I mean, this is essentially like, I'll just throw it out there. Look, this is the fa- this is, was the foundation for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, uh, this is the Young Bucks tryout match, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me no mini Young Buck? Me mini Deka, me mini Mankind. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Mini Mascarita? Mm. <laughs> of you course I have a mini Margarita. Of course I love a mini Margarita. <laughs> These guys are so much fun. So Vader and Mankind come out first and they get the, well, they're already out in the ring. They get the job entrance, but they've got Vader's music playing because he's all dressed as Vader. It's like, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> I love how everyone's an established WF character apart from Masquerita Sagrada. He's like, no, I- I'm, I'm like quite famous and good at this. Like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to unmask for you. The rest of the lads are like, yeah, yeah. How much are we getting paid? Oh, cool. Okay. Whatever you want, Vince. It's, um. I want yeah, you to be mini Bret Hart. <laughs> no, I, I imagine they might, but hmm. has to wait until after Survivor Series, right? But it's good they're showcasing the minis. Yeah. Um, did you catch King's line? I mean, I don't. I haven't noted anything down, but I remember during commentary, King was his usual and politically correct self. The one line that really got me was the bell rings and King immediately goes, oh, I'm just waiting for a mini Marlena to come out here. Yep, that's the one. Sure you are, Jerry. Sure you are. Uh, Vince immediately confuses mini mankind with mini Vader. (laughs) Small person racist. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, you're the one that made them get in these gimmicks. You understand that, Vince, right? And he's like, Mini Mankind throwing around that, and it's fucking Mini Vader in the ring. And you're like, You fucking moron. <laughs> Your gimmicks. The uh, Masquerita, like, when he gets in the ring, it's like, flip, flip, high altitude, high voltage, danger, danger, high voltage. Oh, man. It was great fun, this match. I mean, WCW were doing Ray and Psychosis. Yeah, fuck that. I'd much rather watch this. <laughs> ECW, so Ray good. versus Psychosis. That would be worth watching over this. But this, like no. genuinely, for WWE no, 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 at no, the no. time, was great. No, mini, minis, just minis, please. Not these guys. I want to see these four wrestle for two hours. <laughs> I could just watch this all night. That's so well, good. And also, this just gives me the wonderful opportunity just to remind you, if you haven't done so recently, to see if you can find... Hulk Hogan's Micro Championship Wrestling. Oof. Is it like just, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm going to move on. It's Hulk uh, Hogan's mas- mini wrestling presentation. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's mini wrestling mm. promotion. Sure. Didn't you, didn't that guy who got in legal trouble through uh, Chinese friends uh, also get in trouble for promoting small people beating the shit out of each other? I don't recall... I don't recall this okay. conversation with Sean McMahon okay. and his okay. Dwarfinator's cool. show. Sure. 
I'm sure that was his real name as well. Uh, <laughs> these lads know how to lucha. This is better than AAA. It's well better than AAA. <laughs> did you see MJF call out Vikingo? Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> we fucking watch matches, mate. Listen to the podcast. We cover AAA all the time when they don't do Triple Mania over seven fucking pay-per-views and actually make Absolutely. it good. Yeah. And I love the uh, the Conan trying to shit on things going, yeah, Kenny can't work with us because he's suspended. <laughs> Kenny was never going to fucking come and work for you. We'll see. You know, in the CM Punk thing, uh, he referred to Kenny in the box as like, couldn't manage a fucking target or something. Yeah. Did you see the little video of Kenny Omega managing a target <laughs> doing the rounds? <laughs> no. He got behind the till in a target. It's being like, ooh, I can't know how to work the still. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, like, what a better way to get back at someone than just be a dick about it. Like, that's so fucking good, man. I punk, punk's got to be done with that company now, surely. If it's shoot, then yeah, I don't think it is shoot. I think it's all a work, but, you know, I think everything's a work. Screw job coming. Isn't that right, 1997? <laughs> <laughs> so, Masqueria uh, Sagrada and Mini Mankind do the Brett Owen victory roll for the 1, 2, 3. Fucking awesome wrestling. Uh, the winners are Mascarita Sagrada Jr. and Mini Goldust. Uh, Goldust doing the Goldust gimmick was very, very good, by the way. Doing the whole entrance and thing and everything. He did his research. He yeah, did his he actually research. Worked it. Mini Mankind mm, didn't put much effort in. Oh, I've missed so many opportunities to refer to this guy, the Mini Goldust, as Cody. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> missed the opportunity now. Fuck it. Uh, he signed AEW as well, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> sure. uh, Post match. This is the bit that blew my mind, which I'm just like, this is the best match on the fucking card. Maybe the best match on the whole run. Muscaria and Vader kind of have a bit of a like, whoop de do after the match. And they run up the ramp. Like Vader runs away from Muscaria Jr., which is even funnier. And then Vader kind of goes to the tip of the, the ramp. And Muscaria just shoves him like 10 foot down to the floor. <laughs> it's a huge fall for even like a bigger person, let alone a smaller person. And then Masquerita Sagrada just fucking dives off the ramp, flies like 20 meters. I swear to God, he falls so fucking far. It's incredible. The bump he takes is nuts. Sagrada just didn't like Mini Vader. It's like, you're shitting on Leon's gimmick here, mate. Yeah to dive off that like 97 ramp to the floor that's a fucking long way i like, remember what happened to um oh my god like uh mick and terry funk when they went through in the big bin thing and then you also had zach Ryder going off of it in the wheelchair both of them <laughs> all of them took a lot of injury i think doing taking those bumps <laughs> so these little lads doing it that's fucking crazy to me brilliant match really fun good stuff for the card broke up the seriousness because we've had a lot of seriousness you know you've got the the gang war between the nation and the lod and aj we've got yep, the AJ. Good old the AJ. new big burly bodyguard setting up gold dust and triple h uh-huh. but then we've broken it up with some fantastic lucha yeah like genuinely a really really fun match like there's, there's a I really enjoyed it. Uh, we get a WrestleMania ad using the Thursday Raw Thursday music, which was surreal. Thursday Raw Thursday. It's my favorite night of the week. <laughs> Mania WrestleMania. <laughs> Mania or WrestleMania Sunday- Backlash Mania. Or Sunday WrestleMania Sunday. Does that work? Sunday WrestleMania Sunday. 
Promotion. Im- we know what we're doing. The immortal showcase of the immortals. <laughs> we got backstage to Gorilla Monsoon, who has arrived from his quick flight from wherever he was. The ACW Vomicopter. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, the cage match will be for the WF Championship tonight. Brett will get his shot against Sid Tax. Hang on. How the fuck did he manage to earn this? He's lost. <laughs> Yeah, but, but we know this is a precedent set now. You don't need to win matches to get a title shot. You just need to be the last person eliminated from the Royal Rumble to become the number yeah. one contender to main event WrestleMania. I don't think Taker has won a match in this entire run, and he's in the main event of WrestleMania against champion. No, yeah, because he lost to Vader, didn't he? I With think he lost to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Classic WWE booking. <laughs> Book them week before they win. But remember, Vince was so good at booking tags. The, the, the plucky underdog story. Hmm. I'm starting to think that Vincent Mann's always been a shit booker. He just had the best talent. Like Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm a fan of I'm a fan of that one. Excellent work. Mm, sure. Uh so uh blah 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 blah. Uh, Vince takes every chance during this segment he can to shit all over Brett. He's really trying to bury Brett. It's not even funny, to be totally honest. Like, I know what's coming. Everyone knows what's coming. There's something very significant at the end of this show with Brett. But, like, Brett is justified in everything at this point in this situation. He's got the match. It's meant to be a title match. They're now going, uh, maybe it won't be a title match. Uh, Gorilla's coming in going, no, I'm the commissioner. He's definitely getting the championship shot. What are you talking about? And Vince is like, oh, there's crybaby Brett. What a piece of shit. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's not my real son. <laughs> yeah, it's along those lines. It's it's very weird. Any last thoughts on this? No, no. I'm ready to move on to the uh, the devil we are just speaking of. So, guitar squeal. Brett makes his way to the ring. Kevin Kelly is in the ring to interview Brett. Brett is in a submission match versus Steve Austin, we're told on commentary. Uh, WrestleMania 13. They will be refereed by Ken Shamrock. To change the face of WrestleMania 13. Well, I just want to say that I'm appreciative of Gorilla Monsoon for looking at the thing a little closer because, uh, frankly, I don't really care what anybody thinks. I won the Royal Rumble. I won the Final Four. I'm a four-time World Wrestling Federation champion. And I think that I deserve a little respect around here. No question of uh, no question of that. Although there seems to be. I know that the Undertaker is not too thrilled about it. But there's kind of a new motto in the World Wrestling Federation. You scratch my back and I'll stab yours. And the Undertaker might not be too too thrilled about it. You know, after I win and I will win the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt for a fifth time. The Undertaker need not worry because I'll give him his shot and he can get in line with the rest of them. Now, after I change the face of WrestleMania 13 and I step in the ring with that lousy stinking hyena Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hey, watch your mouth. Stone Cold's here, you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin 
is in for the worst thrashing of his entire life. I'm going to take all those collected moments of Stone Cold Steve Austin, every time he's jumped me from behind, every time he's stabbed me in the back, every time he's cost me one match after another, he won't be able to scream loud enough the words, I give in a submission match. And I just want to say the fact that Ken Shamrock is going to be refereeing this thing. I respect that. I got to respect this guy's reputation. And I just hope that he calls it down the middle. And I just hope he gets nice and close so he can hear those magic words, I quit. From you. WrestleMania 13. I will be the fifth time World Wrestling Federation champion tonight. And we'll be looking at a nice, long, healthy run. And everybody can get in line because they all get a chance to prove themselves against the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, and without a shadow of a doubt, the best there ever will be. So an absolute killer promo by Brett. What a guy. Like People shit on Brett's promos. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The, the line which stuck out for me most, which we just heard, like the motto around here seems to be, yeah. you scratch my back and I'll stab yours. Oh, it's so perfect. good. Perfect. Like that is Shakespearean levels of like playing with language. It's fucking classic, man. And he's kind of shooting at the same time, which makes it so much more interesting. Like you said, Brett promos. People don't rate him because they go, yeah, Brett, is he going to be the greatest of all time? But could he cut a promo? Watch this. When he's allowed to, like, heal Brett promo, or just generally pissed off Brett promo. Yeah. It's the best. So he this is, is the best. This is babyface Brett starting to turn himself a little bit while getting everything that's important in the main event scene over and everyone that's in the main event scene over for the upcoming show, which is happening in six days. It could not be a better promo. There's passion. There's clever one-liners that will stick with you for years. He does everything he needs to do, getting everyone over. And there's not no one jumps him. There's not bullshit angles to do with this promo. It's just, hey, Brett, go work for us. Five minutes. I think it's less than that. It's like a couple of minutes. In and out. Does the job. Perfect. This is the classic old NWA adage of putting butts in seats, talking the fans into the arena. Yeah. If you weren't going to Mania in Chicago and you watched this, you'd be like, fuck me, this is amazing. And Brett should win the belt in the main event and main event Mania. Absolutely. We will be also playing Sean's promo from later in this show. So we can compare the two when we get to that, okay? Yeah, can't hold a fucking candle for this is a spoiler alert. <laughs> and how do we follow up this very logical and passionate promo, getting everything that's important in the main event scene over? We cut to some comedy music and a shot of WFHQ with the title, High Powered WF Marketing Meeting, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> that's when Stephen, when Nick Khan was like, Stephanie's not very good at her job. <laughs> High Powered WF Marketing Meeting. <laughs> Who came up with this bullshit? It's just an ad to sell likes and merch. Um, uh, so it costs JR. He wants to sell some hats. Fink wants to sell some VHS of his greatest moments. Vince wants to sell a toupee because, ha bald people, am I right? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vince who said it. Um, 
buy our wrestlemania 13 merch buy it now i'm going to be honest that wrestlemania 13 denim jacket if there's one of those out there i will pay a pretty penny for that really because i always thought the mania 13 logo was the shit (laughs) yeah but that's why it's so good and it's on a denim jacket they don't really sell those very much that's quite the object i can imagine you rocking up into wrestle talk towers wearing one of those one day morning chaps I got a lot of props for wearing my uh, first run ROH hoodie once. Just when ROH nicked came it. Back. Uh, no, I've still got that one. Oh, they good, they nicked God. the podcast hoodie I had, unfortunately. Well, let's be honest. It's a higher value item. ROH is more sentimental. The podcast hoodie, which, you know, is a wonderful segue into, hey, winter's coming. That's not a Game of Thrones comment. Winter <laughs> is coming. And heating's fucking expensive, even with the price cap. <laughs> So Great go and buy too. a hoodie and don't bother turning your heating on. Just look on Amazon.co.uk, search World Wrestling Podcast, buy our hoodies, buy our t-shirts. What's that type of marketing where you say to someone, oh, you need dishcloths, everyone needs dishcloths, you may as well buy your dishcloths from us because you need them, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what you just did. It was great. It worked very well. <laughs> Watch the money rail in. We'll be mortgage free by Christmas, my friend. Did you say where we can, where people can buy them? Amazon.co.uk. Search World of Wrestling Podcast. Thank buy you our very teachers, much. Teach, buy our teachers. Don't buy our teachers. Buy yeah, our t-shirts we're just, instead. <laughs> we're just trafficking teachers. You need got someone for 11 Douglas. plus study? <laughs> Kent test study? We've got them. Yeah, Dean Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Douglas, Matt Striker, genius. You know, all these people. Oh yeah, sure. Not, RJ not Singh. Though. That's working. That's too much. <laughs> too much you. Uh, anyway, yeah, so blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, in terms of merch that I'm now on the lookout for, uh, WrestleMania 13 denim jacket, Sable Bomb t-shirt, and I noticed someone in the crowd this week was wearing a uh, Sunny t-shirt that I desperately want as well. <laughs> so if you have any of those pieces of merchandise, at me at Fanboy Rich on Twitter, or just send me an email at Rich at WrestleTalk. I've got a public email I can use now. It's great oh you've put this out on the podcast you are going to get so much spam because i'm going to go and put your email address into so much shit online please don't That's what about you uh, have you <laughs> sorted out your latest acker have you sorted out this oh god Akers. ah mm. tokyobondagehorse.com intercontinental <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> champion rocky Maivia is heading to the ring slapping hands with all the fans big baby face smile shakes hands with vince jr not the king he knows where his money's at uh vince tells us rocky will be taking on the sultan at wrestlemania presumably for the intercontinental title but they don't say it no let's presume because you know the sultan he's not someone from the head shrinkers <laughs> Mm. by the way just before we get into this i think i said earlier that triple h should be wrestling goldust for the ic strap that's not correct it's these two it'll be the sultan and rocky for the strap in theory because look at all this exquisite build-up we've seen for this yeah. um ic belt. in fairness it could have happened during the ecw run we can't pass judgment for it but it does seem quite throwaway let's look up when did the sultan debut when did the sultan debut in dodo f have we just missed it completely? No, he's been around. Because Sheiky Baby was with him as well. <laughs> Sheiky Baby and Bob <laughs> Backlund was with him, weren't they? Yeah, so he's just not been on TV for months. Yeah. And they're putting him against The Rock. His cousin, I mean, distant rival. <laughs> but there is a reason which will become apparent at Mania. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. 
that's why it'll be a nice surprise when you watch Mania 13 in your denim jacket. Lovely. I, I bought a Levi's denim jacket recently. Never had you as a denim fan. No, not really. Um, I, I'm very much a shorts and t-shirt fat guy. But um, <laughs> I'm heartbroken like, this week. It's got colder. It's the first time since I think April that I've not been wearing shorts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I had to wear jeans to work the other day. I sweated my bollocks off. It was horrible. Um, but I found myself in semi-professional settings with clients and such and i don't need to turn up in a suit or anything i'm a tv production guy basically um i guess it's internet video production guy nowadays uh but like i found that just a hoodie and a pair of shorts wasn't quite professional enough so i bought myself a denim jacket see now you see what's happened here you see what's happened don't you say that you're turning into everything you hate it's delightful (laughs) wearing a denim jacket no, care, caring about your oh. appearance at exec professional <laughs> meetings. Old version, you'd be like, ah, I don't give a fuck. What words did you hear come out my mouth that made you come to this conclusion? <laughs> You're con- Normally I would rock up in shorts and a hoodie, but now I've bought a denim jacket to All right. these high-powered professionals. I'm just going to wear shorts for the rest of my life. Fuck you, I will prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> I will get sick, I will be uncomfortable, I will be freezing cold, just to prove you wrong. Good. I'm a bitter old man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So, a Sultan of Rock. So, this match, the Sultan with uh, Sheiky Baby, obviously, the Iron Sheik, and Bob Backlund <laughs> accompanying him. The translator. <laughs> oh, is that what Bob Backlund is? Have you ever understood most of what Bob Backlund said? I did in his uh, crossface chicken wing run to win the belt. Sure. Versus Mike Bell. Who's a jobber? Mike Bell could not look more like a jobber if he tried. His massive chest hair. He's still got all his chest and back hair, but it's patchy. They're like, that's beautiful. And that was a funny joke I just completely spoke over. Hello. Doesn't doesn't matter. I also, just as a I don't think many tax accountants uh, listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I was very excited. The Charleston Institute of Taxation's uh, (laughs) new president is called Sue Bell, and she did something ridiculous, which really goes against what I would like to see in the tax industry. And Someone who I work with, and I mentioned, oh, great, Sue Bell's gone and done this. And this person completely out of character went, hmm, Bell by name, Bell by nature. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I saw Mike Bell again today in my notes. I was like, ah, oh, Bell by name, Bell by nature. Good work. Nice. Uh, my favorite one of those is the uh, head of the Met Police. What, uh, when you used to caress a dick? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> such a good name and the fact she's the head of like the most brutal police force we have in the uk they're like yeah you don't fuck with the mets but holy shit caress to dick <laughs> there was a, a video circulating like going around on twitter when a lot of you know more of their misgivings and wrongdoings was being circulated there was a there's a, a a large gentleman who found it hilarious and he's just physically crying tears <laughs> caress a dick nice it's just the best name ever. Um, that's got to be a that's got to be a work that's got to be a kayfabe name. <laughs> well, I was thinking like nothing will uh, lead you more to the Mets than growing up with a name like that. The amount of abuse and the revenge you must want to get on the general public. And think about it: would you, if if she is married, hmm. I'm definitely not going to take your surname. <laughs> Imagine his first name is Richard. Yeah, leave me alone. All right, I'm going to keep dick. my maiden. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take my, and I'm going to leave with my maiden name. Thank you very much. What should we call you then? Uh, Caress the Beldick. 
Let's move on. <laughs> Mike Bell, jobber. Hairy chest, jobber. <coughs> well, patchy hairy chest. It's not even a proper hairy chest, which is why he looks like such a jobber. It's great. He takes a bump like a beast, but he's also quite chubby and big. So, you're like, you know, he was probably the big lad in his indie fed. But here against uh, the Sultan, sorry, I almost called him Rikishi. Um, uh, yeah, he looks small. Yeah, he's but fat. <laughs> but it, it does a good job of showcasing the Sultan. And let's, you know, let's be honest. Big Quiche has always been a decent worker from the head shrinkers to working as Rikishi. Sure. I did it for the rock. He did. Not a great promo guy. Mm, not really. The bit where he's eating the ice cream to get to the stick, that was quite fun. <laughs> Caressing a dick? A Rikishi, Rikishi smash, uh, pile driver, big splash off the top, camel clutch because foreigner, right? Yeah, he's a sultan. Yeah. Magic carpets, yeah, Vince? <laughs> yeah, not Samoan. No, sultan. The winner of the one, two, three. Oh, why, why, why have we put one, two, three after Camel Clutch? He's blatantly just submitted, right? Yeah. <laughs> the winner is the Ul Sultan. <laughs> what up, Oos? <laughs> I was quite happy when I realized that. Ul Sultan is quite funny. Good work. Uh, so, yeah, these distant rivals <laughs> will fight this Sunday at WrestleMania. Uh, Rocky fronts up to the Sultan. Who bumps, jumps out the audience to hold Rocky back, Tax? Wow. Family, my friend. It's all yeah. about the family. When did Rocky's dad die? I don't know, actually. Let's look it up. Sorry, go on. Who jumped out the crowd to come help him? Well, I, I've, 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 I, my notes is basically like big old Tony Atlas. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who it is. So Rocky's dad didn't die until 2020. So Rocky's dad's still around. I could never work out why they got Tony Atlas to come be the guy that holds Rocky back and not his dad, who's much more recognizable and genuinely a better wrestler. Oh, don't get too excited. That all may be revealed. Oh, okay. So things are happening. Good stuff. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, Tony Atlas was the tag team partner of Rocky's dad, Rocky Johnson, and they were WF tag team champions at one point. The and first the heater for ECW's it, right? Abraham Washington. <laughs> he certainly was. With his wonderful also, laughter jokes where he'd just go, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. He also loves some feet. <laughs> I, I also have to throw out there at one point, <laughs> when watching wrestling in the early days of being with my wife and this is when um tony atlas was on ecw with <laughs> abraham washington sure. my wife said what's ainsley harriet doing <laughs> that's racist tags that's very racist but it was a case of mistaken identity <laughs> oh. yeah racist mistaken identity <laughs> did i did i did i ever did i ever tell you the danny welbeck story Oh, God. Why are we doing this on the podcast? You're going to get me in trouble. No, no. It's, again, a real case of... Mistakes. Okay. My wife doesn't really pay attention to football or wrestling. Is this an Ashley Cold Oxley chamberlain thing? Oh, no, no. This is... It's, it's almost on that level, but no, it's not a case right. of mistaken identity. Now, she's sort of dipping in and out of the football, not really paying attention, and obviously hears the commentator call out Welbeck's name. She's a woman. She doesn't do football, obviously. <laughs> women, know your limits. I know, but kittens are nice. <laughs> That fast show sketch of women know your limits is still one of the women know your limits. I forgot about that. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> but oh the um, she, she, she was sat there and she was like, oh um, oh, did I hear that right? And I was like, hear, hear what right? She said, 
oh god that poor footballer he's got a really unfortunate name <laughs> i know I where like, this is going and i was like what do you mean she's like well he's called danny wellblack <laughs> sure. and i was like no he's not no he's definitely not danny wellbeck <laughs> do you want to know my uh i've got so um do you know what fifa teams is yes yes so you play as one person as an 11 person team so you can have 11 people all playing together against another 11 people all playing together as individual people on a pitch and so we used to do this and come up with basically just fucked up puns and that was one of them that used to float around regularly um i'm trying to think what my favorite one i came up with i was uh, a spina colada Spina Colada. Yes. Yeah, I was quite proud of that one. But you you had a whole Barcelona team based on Ogres. That was good. I mean Pep Guardiola. <laughs> yeah, Pep Guardiola. What was my one that didn't work? Bruce Grobeloga. Bruce Grobeloga. Goblin Iniesta was my favourite one. <laughs> yeah, Goblin that was great. Uh, Di- Diogo Maradona. <laughs> Did you have Ronald Ronaldinho? I I had Ronaldo and Ronaldinho. <laughs> nice that's well, awesome. yoga that's it yeah. yeah lovely so as we cut to ads uh sean is waiting to be interviewed he's going of course to he out, fucking blah, 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 is blah, blah. start of hour two <laughs> pompous prick so speaking of the start of hour two we go full wcw nitro here we get the full raw intro with the warehouse and the barking and jumping dogs and all the explosions and the fighting in the ring and uh, we also get tons of wcw pyro at the start of the second hour too this is weird. This is not raw. I'm happy they dropped this pretty quickly. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. They didn't even change the commentary team tags. What are they playing at? Outrageous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Shawn Michaels' music hits, and here comes Shawn to the ring. In a suit and a collarless shirt. 90s fashion uh, was intriguing at times. Is this what you'll be wearing at your next high-level professional wrestle talk meeting? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I could go the other way. I could just like buy Armani suits and just dress like that constantly, but that sounds like a lot of a lot of work. Or go the other way and wrong. just become Chris Pontius, turn up as Party Boy. Mm, I'm a bit fat for that. A bit self conscious. Oh, okay. <laughs> it got sad on Leono. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I don't want to be uncomfortable about jokes about going to high powered meetings. Just dressed with bunny ears, bunny lifeguard. <laughs> jr gives us the whether you love him or hate him he's hate an him. amazing athlete we definitely hate him definitely hate him yep so vince in the ring to interview sean wait why wasn't he in there with brett yeah fucking a can you describe how vince looks as he's interviewing sean we'll cut to the promo in a second but Hard. i don't need context of <laughs> i mean yeah go for it. it it was like he was fucking thirsting for hbk welcome back sean you're here big smiles big cuddles big teethy grins ah the prodigal son's returns sean's here everyone sean's here we're going into wrestlemania 13 sean's here i'm honestly surprised doesn't drop down to his knees and just unzip him right there in the middle of the ring it's it's... and and meet the head of the met police Oh, that's good shit anyway here's sean's promo it's really long we'll be back in like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. well it definitely it definitely helps me find that smile i was looking for a month ago and uh you'll never guess where it was 
It was back in San Antonio, Texas where I left it, but now I've decided to bring it with me wherever I go. First of all, uh, I want to, as always, thank the fans of the World Wrestling Federation. For what? Greatest fans in the world. For, for not only sending me all the cards and the letters, wishing me well, but I think more importantly than that, I want to thank the fans of the World Wrestling Federation for being very patient with the world's most emotional wrestler. I know nobody knows more than me, except for maybe my parents, how hard and difficult I am to deal with. You might know that too, now that I think about it. But I have, uh, as everyone knows, been going through some rough times, but all the people that have sent me cards and letters, even those of you that sent them straight to my parents' address, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because it means a great deal to me, especially at a time when I thought there wasn't anybody out there that gave a damn about Shawn Michaels. Well, certainly. I'm surprised it's nothing could break. be further from the truth. All right, Shawn Michaels, the prognosis on the physical condition on the knee. Yeah, here it comes. And of course, it seems like you're a trendsetter. I mean, of course, other superstars have followed, unfortunately, with knee injuries. And then again, the President of the United States just slides right there on your coattails. Well, if, not, if nothing else, I always try to do what's in. And so when, once the President messed his knee up, I felt like I had to do it too. But uh, on a more serious note, the knee, it's coming along. Uh, next week, I'm gonna go out to Birmingham and see Dr. Andrews, and he'll let me know what's going on, and hopefully, uh, within a couple of months, I will be in this ring once again, whether anybody likes it or not. Rats. <laughs> I think they like it. And I have to tell you, this time off has done wonders for me, and I know there are a lot of people that don't like it, but when I get back in here, I'm gonna be busting and moving like I used to, and believe me, when I get in here, the clothes are coming off one way or another. <laughs> that girl's losing control of all her bodily functions. But, I do have somewhat of a bone to pick, but not with the fans, I have to pick it with you. Uh-oh. Now, after all the years that I have been here, working, going up and down the road, everything I have done for you and the World Wrestling Federation, I sit at home and I couldn't help but to notice that WrestleMania is right around the corner. This Sunday now, on pay-per-view. There I sat in my home just waiting for that phone to ring and it never rang once. Now, WrestleMania is coming right up, and I just can't see how you and the fans of the World Wrestling Federation can have a WrestleMania without inviting Shawn Michaels. I 
agree with that. First of all, Shawn Michaels' phone doesn't ring. Well, you do have an injury. I mean, you know. Right. Well, You're as gimp. you can see, I can now walk. So what I'm going to do, since you didn't invite me, I'm going to have to come out here on live television and invite myself to uh, WrestleMania. No. I'm sure Shawn will be at the Slammys on Friday night. Otherwise, and just so you know, not only am I coming to WrestleMania, but I'm coming and I'm going to sit right next to you, Vin Man, and make sure that you call that World Wrestling Federation title match right down the middle. Thank you very much. We look forward to it. Well, I, I don't. Also, there was no invitation for the Slammy Awards. And I couldn't help but to notice I am up for a couple of those awards. Now, I'm building a brand new home in San Antonio, and I have got a whole lot of face to spill. Face to spill? Space to fill? Is, yeah, that, the, well, right? is that the word I'm looking for? Or space too to much fill. time off, you, know, you can't do this too well, first time back. I've got a lot of space to fill in my home. I've got all the Slammy Awards from last year, but I need some more to the fans of the World Wrestling Federation and you, Vin Man, get ready because WrestleMania weekend isn't complete without the Heartbreak Kid, no. and he is on his way. John Michael! That's a fucking long-winded, shitty promo, wasn't it, Tax? <laughs> also, fucking highlights are a terrible person oh I've, I've lost my smile but actually it was back at home and now i promise i'm going to bring it with me everywhere i'm going to take it in my wallet with me mm -hmm. what a fucking waste of time that he promo calls was. himself the world's most emotional wrestler and jokes about how <laughs> people have to deal with me <laughs> you know about that don't you vince <laughs> sean's knee is coming along much like sunny <laughs> in a couple of months he'll make his ring return tax wait what he's injured out for the foreseeable and long term wait what 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 i for one am shocked to see sean will be returning soon i i never thought he would ever wrestle again right i mean it's the end if this mm -hmm. is goodbye for sean michaels such a shame he did a a retirement lap until dr andrew said no he's fucking faking I mean, yep. he doesn't need surgery. The closest he gets to putting anything or anyone over that isn't just him is Sean will be on commentary for the WrestleMania main event. Wait, how has he managed to wiggle his way into a Mania main event? He's injured. It's a long, boring, bullshit promo putting himself over and only himself over. It's amazing, similar to what we do on a lot of these podcasts, how we can say so much, but yet say so little. Yeah, he goes on and on. He says, oh, it's difficult to do this because he's spoonerisms, a word in the middle. And you're just like, why, why is this guy the guy we've chosen? You know, you've got Bret Hart, right? Working his fucking dick off for you. You've got The Undertaker, one of the most imposing gimmicks ever. You've got Sid, who's been fucking fabulously stupid during this run. You've got Triple H, who's a gold mine, just waiting to happen. You've got guys like, you know, Owen, Bulldog. You've got an amazing undercard here. And we're just, just like, I oh, know, Sean's the guy. Absolutely, Sean. Even pulling up like, oh, I've injured my knee. Like the President of the United States has. We're the same. Yeah. You're both caressing a dick. 
and after like seriously trying to fuck vince is how it's portrayed at least he vince is just like oh welcome back sean oh it's so good to have you here it's sean michaels everybody here to save the day he's like no no the fans hate him (laughs) they boo him fucking everywhere he goes like his comment like i've been sat at home and i've been waiting for my phone to ring no you haven't you told us you're injured why would anyone phone you and book you for mania you've told us you're hurt yeah and to be fair they've been playing Shawn michaels promos from the day he got fucking injured (laughs) he's never left the product he's always been there blows my fucking mind but this is the difference between like the two in our our brett versus sean run and yes don't get me wrong when it comes to mania matches, Shawn Michaels, you know, it's very difficult to hold a candle to him. He is in his own league when it comes to showpiece matches from flamboyance for, you know, overall inverted commas entertainment. But yeah, he's from very, a promo very, very good. From a yeah. promo standpoint, if you put these two promos side by side and said, "Who's the better promo?" It would be Brett. absolutely people traditionally at least have always shit on brett's promos absolute nonsense he's incredible people always talk about how great a promo sean is he's really fucking not in 97 this is a drug-addled idiot who's just so completely narcissistic and self-obsessed that there's there's no story here it's just aren't i great and look how great i am while the numbers are just dwindling and crashing to the fucking basement of all time it's like nah man you're shit <laughs> like what the fuck like yeah he's a very good wrestler bumps like crazy can work with anyone like one of the only guys to have truly like classic matches with the undertaker and you really think about it taker's matches are never amazing they're, they're solid and he's a great character but sean's the one who can drag those matches out of him Sean and Brett in the ring are incredible together because that pure, pure viciousness and they're both so talented. But as you say, man, Brett is here to tell a story. Brett is here to make stuff work and to give people something to care about. Sean is literally out for Sean. That's it. And Brett on this run is like, right, I'll work with Taker. I'll work with Austin. I'll work mm. with Sid. I'll put all of these fuckers over because I know it's important to get the next generation ready. I'm here. I'm going to sh- have a a wonderful showpiece with Steve Austin at WrestleMania. I could have kicked off and said, no, Vince, I want the belt. I'm going to keep it rather than drop it the day later after Final Four. No, he went for the right business decision and he wanted to work with Austin. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, HBK, if he wasn't again going to throw his toys out the pram in a year's time, with his back injury which in fairness is legit that back in that injury the back definitely legit yeah sure took him out for but, a long time as well but clinton's knee took longer to heal than hbk's <laughs> so uh backstage we have an un- angry undertaker who has to defend the belt tonight is it is he defending the belt yeah it is, isn't it no, no he's he's, he's angry Sorry. that he could lose his main event slot for the That's belt because the sid will lose the belt to could lose the belt to brett yeah so i was in a bit of a haze of illness when i first watched this show so my nose are a bit all over the place uh taken knocks over a section of the big blue cage backstage oh he's an angry boy well and in fairness the right promo to have i'm mm. about to be fucked out of my mania main event because i know i can beat sid but i know brett can beat him too yeah exactly 
which brings us to our WWF European Championship match. Yes, we've already had the European Championship finals in Germany. And obviously, you know, uh, Bulldog and Owen had their absolute fucking classic match. And Bulldog went over. So is the current European Championship champion. Sorry. And tonight he will be accompanied by Owen and they will be wrestling Vader with Mankind and Paul Bearer by his side. Because this is going to lead into a uh, match at WrestleMania for the tag team championships of Bulldog and Owen versus Vader and Mankind, which is okay, I guess. Yeah, it's strength versus strength, rest hold versus club. We're obviously going to have Owen and Bulldog defending the tag belts because i don't think they even at this time they still don't really care about the european championship um well he's not gonna just defend that and not defend the tag belts you'd imagine i guess in 97 who knows really um bulldog then, though is incredibly strong like during this match yeah, he hits dude, a delayed incredible. delayed vertical suplex on vader well the like the last 20 degrees he is deadlifting vader so impressive that's insane man he is truly bizarre um, but like you've got to get vader and mankind on wrestlemania right i think this is all this is yeah paul bearer running around with vader mankind but did you notice a notable absence from someone at ringside during this tag match rich well their manager clarence well they've already kicked him out haven't they because exactly well, he should be back because he's everywhere <laughs> i will say he wasn't particularly missed you wouldn't have noticed no because he's never done anything apart from that one time he got he interfered in the match fucked up and Bulldog was like get out of here you boo hiss <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, my favorite part about this match is when Bulldog at the beginning of the match is lifting up his two belts Owen grabs the EU belt and kind of lifts it himself he's like yeah me too <laughs> it's really funny but it's consistency from what we've been seeing for like the last three months of Owen being like I'm the one yeah absolutely um we've got a european title here bulldog is champion so uh brexit means brexit right yeah we've we've taken back our borders and we <clears throat> we've rolled out a vaccine program really quick because we didn't have to follow you know proper medical checks but i'm yeah glad. yeah i mean economy's doing great isn't it <laughs> that's all right though we're going to do all these tax cuts that are definitely not going to push inflation through the roof yeah yeah no no everything's fine did i mention bankers can have good bonuses again <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna go there but okay let's do it so liz trust man like what a woman what i mean i'm gonna do right all these banks that are fucking us over and all these energy companies that are fucking us over what we're gonna do right is we're gonna give them more money <laughs> let them charge us even more money it's gonna work great profit right <laughs> and these corporations yeah. we were gonna tax them more money from next year but now from friday maybe we might announce that we're not going to do that yeah yeah because profit is a, it can't be a dirty word tax and you know that health and social care levy where everyone has happily said, you know, if I could pay another penny in my pound of salary and it actually goes to the NHS, I'd have no problem paying an extra penny in the pound to go to the NHS. Fantastic. Mm. Let's do that. Yeah, we're going to cancel that. We're going to cancel that increase to national insurance. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, what? What? So what you're actually saying is we're going to take away the billions of pounds we promised to fund hospitals because we think it might help people pay their energy bills and yeah 100 percent, right definitely good idea god god this podcast has taken a turn isn't it <laughs> Let's, i'm gonna stop going right now i'm enjoying listening to you then my well, favorite no, but, bit is like you know those hospital things poor people use those we don't need to fund them they're fine 
Yeah, you've got you've got private medical cover, right? In your real yeah, job, in your real does. job, yeah. you've got private medical. Yeah, so don't worry about the nurse, yeah, the sure. nurse and the derved. Yeah, sure. If Liz Trust thinks profit is a dirty word, she needs to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I've got more dirty words for her. <laughs> Fucking cunt. Anyway, um, so I was going to say, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that because when you're, like, I've got some more dirty words for her. Flange. <laughs> Teacup. Gusset. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> Quim. Oh, we can swear, can we? Oh. How many cues in Farouk? Quim. Troth. <laughs> Uh, so uh, on a more <laughs> Tax Williams based note Bulldog's boots have all the tassels love the tassel boots oh man how are his feet not weighed down <laughs> he's got so many tassels on his boots it's like he's wearing three pairs of boots it's really funny <laughs> amazing good job oh I love Bulldog so much the European uh, champion the British Bulldog Sure. Uh, so the match then poodles along for a bit after the cool vertical suplex. It's, it's proper stupid. And then Bulldog picks up Vader for a power slam. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, he's so strong. Uh, Mankind interferes. Owen jumps in. The bell rings. The winner is the Bulldog via disqualification, uh, which kind of doesn't make any sense, but who cares? Uh, Bulldog smashes the urn into Bear and Vader. Bulldog celebrates while Owen just looks shaken up a bit. And yeah, it is what it is. Great display of power by the Bulldog. Everyone stays looking weak going into the tech match. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. Speaking of got- looking weak, <laughs> <laughs> next match is Billy Gunn versus Aaron Ferguson, who is a jobbity job, job, job boy. Uh, Ken Shamrock is also here to do some commentary. Because him and Billy Gunn have had some beef in a, in recent shows we've covered. If you want to hear our comments about these, go back and look at them in the archives at worldwrestlingpodcast.com. It's so memorable that I can't remember if they had or hadn't when you said it. Yeah, they have. Billy Gunn cool. was very unimpressed that Ken Shamrock was coming out. I've got to wrestle. three notes for this match. Uh, the first one is Billy Gunn is an ass cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy does submission moves to Uber Jobber while looking over at Kenny. Uh, Billy Gunn finishes the match by doing the Ronda Rousey shitty armbar 20 odd years before Ronda Rousey was doing it. Cross arm breaker, baby. But at the angle, like Ronda does it, where the arm isn't straight, so completely ineffective. You know, that yeah. one. Nice and comfy, nice and safe. Work smart, not hard, brother. <sighs> Aaron Ferguson taps. The winner is Billy Gunn. Billy isn't Chasm- he an, a UFC fighter? What, Aaron Ferguson? There's, oh no, that's Tony Ferguson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's oh. yeah, Tony Ferguson. El Kukui. He lost to Nate Diaz as he retired. Well, everyone loses to Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a fucking crazy man. Yeah. If you look at Nate Diaz's record, that's not the case, but he's he did win man. his retirement match, <laughs> yeah. which was fucking awesome. He's also submitted three different people on his back while doing the double bicep pose, so he's the cause fire of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy chat shit to Kenny. Kenny is about to jump in the ring, but Vince goes, but he hasn't got his fighting clothes on. (laughs) It's up there with a manager's license. It's the best phrase ever. He hasn't got his fighting clothes on, Tax. What are fighting clothes, Tax Williams? I mean, maybe some jorts. (laughs) Uh, In your case, they're usually sparkly and orange. 
happy days. Oh, the good yeah. old days. Oh, fighting clothes. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, Kenny jumps in the ring. Fujiwara takes down, uh, take down by Shamrock. Shamrock lets him go. Billy goes, oh, you're, you're good submission guy. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, roll through ankle lock by Shamrock. Same situation. Let's Billy go. Billy reevaluates his life decisions. Grabs a chair, but is intercepted by the ref. The ass cowboy who then bravely heads to the back. Fujiwara Armbar was something I wanted to name one of my teenage bands and I thought it was nice. a great name and um, people felt it, we couldn't do it because they couldn't pronounce it because they're all racists. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, I still think we should start a band and just name the uh, pro wrestling pay-per-views as all the song names so we can sell Love them to it. Vince. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to uh, learn an instrument. <laughs> you can blow bass. You can get to four. <laughs> I've seen you. That's why I had a sampler on stage. <laughs> Press button. Got, That's me done for half an hour. I've got a bass you can play, but it's only got three strings, so you know. Uh, only use the top two. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh so we cut backstage to Stone Cold Steve Austin, who again for week after week after week cuts a smashing promo. He's fucking awesome dude he starts by going that billy gun's a pussy isn't he <laughs> it's fucking hilarious all that shamrock's done has done some street fights that someone filmed one yeah. overrated piece of trash <laughs> calls him a piece of trash it's so good austin calls vince a jackass <laughs> austin is gonna make sure brett will be the champion tonight by hook or crook so austin can get the belt at wrestlemania 13 from brett and you're like this is fucking great man giving no shit totally logical totally smash mouth like oh austin is so good beautiful promo second yeah, best you- promo of the night yeah absolutely what, what would be the first just brett's yeah sure obviously um I agree with you, but I just want to make it Ken a joke. Sorry, Ken I was about to say. <laughs> Cuts a little promo on commentary. It's bad, but whatever. Um, yeah, fucking hell, man. You can see why someone would look at Austin at this time period and go, this is our guy. For the next year, we're going to just push this guy to the moon and have him win the belt at WrestleMania 14. He's the man. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen a crystal ball of what happens at Mania 13 in the Raw intro video. Yeah, we have indeed. Yeah, sure. Uh, the big blue cage is being constructed, so we've got to fill some time. We get a Psycho Sid promo. Austin! <laughs> no whispering this time, just shouting. It's got to do a very quick promo while they're putting Big Blue up. Yeah. Uh, again, did not understand a single fucking word he said. There's some adverts. We cut to some slammy ads. We then come back to the cage, which is already up. And Vince goes, you can cut the anticipation with a knife. Commentary are putting over Austin and Taker being in the building. Uh, will they get involved in the match? Of course they fucking will. But it's time for your, my throat's a bit sore. Let's see if I can do this. Main event of the evening. The WF World Heavyweight Championship match. The Steel Cage Championship match of Psycho Sid, the current champion, versus the greatest wrestler of all fucking time. Let's be honest about it. Bret Hart. This was a real bold booking decision to have mm. a cage match six days before Mania with someone in the ring with Sid. There's a bit where Austin has his ankle caught in one of the big blue squares. Genuinely is a bit worried for him when Sid's punching him. 
Wait, hang on. Why did you say Austin? This is Brett versus Sid. Okay, what do right. you mean? <laughs> so Brett's music plays for fucking ages while commentary are just talking shit. Eventually, Brett makes his entrance. I imagine he was backstage going, no, Sid, what happens is this. <laughs> so you, say you walk out of the cage and I give you the belt. No, Sid. For the last Sid, time. It's the other way around, Sid. I've told you 20 times. <laughs> I'm the heel now. I go out through the door. You're the baby face. You climb over the top. That's how yeah, it works. Sure. But I thought I was the heel. Uh, wait a minute. Are you the birdie? <laughs> you know how we talk about, are we the baddies? Have we got skulls <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> you know how... Um, uh, when Brett gives the specs to the kid at ringside for years and years and years, he'll walk up to the kid, he'll slowly take the specs off himself, he'll put them on the kid, he'll make them cool, give them a high five, then get in the ring, right? Brett always makes like a real moment of giving these sunglasses to a kid at ringside. When he does it here, he walks out, takes the sunglasses, puts them on a kid, and just walks to the ring. And like, Brett, how fucking good at your job are you? Like, holy shit. Like, he's incredible, dude. These little changes to his character. And a lot of people say this, like when they're, they're starting out in wrestling and their wrestling coaches go and say, go and watch this match or go and watch this person, go and watch this. For psychology, when it comes to entrances, in ring, in a promo, telling a story, just watch that brett hitman heart dvd collection it's on the network probably might have been removed actually because it had a lot of stampede stuff on it um good god just study brett hart the world would be so yeah. much better if we had a, a lot more people studying brett hart randy savage kurt henning what a fantastic learning experience that would be if you use those as your barometers for known popular wwf stars can I throw MJF in there as well, please? I mean, if you want to, a promo and a worker, yeah. I think more than that, I think MJF is quite special. I think the next couple of years, we're going to see one of the greatest workers of all time coming through. I really do believe it, but we'll see. But yes, you are absolutely correct. Those guys are just nuts. I will say, um, in terms of like telling a story as you walk to the ring, uh, Brett is probably the very best I've ever seen. Like, look at his entrance at SummerSlam '92, where he knows he's a babyface, but he's not sure how the crowd are going to take him, and he's fighting his brother-in-law with his sister's, um, you know, allegiance at stake and everything. He's, oh, it's it's incredible storytelling. Um, also, um, Okada and Tanahashi during their feud, like the the changes in Tombra of their attitudes and stuff when they're walking to the ring after Okada's beating Tanner for the first time and he's not doing the air guitar and things like that. Like, it's just, oh, such good storytelling and I wish people would do more of this stuff. You're not talking like about Red Balloon Okada, are you? Oh, man, even that, like him losing it a little bit was really intriguing because when he got it back and he, he got the short shorts and everything, he's just like, oh, it's Okada, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but whatever, that was very silly. That was a weird run, but whatever. Uh, Sid still being a big, nasty heel, Bumping fists with the fans, encouraging them to cheer for him. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh, Sid. Uh, Sid's pyro above the cage looks fucking awesome, though. Did you catch Brett looking up at it in complete disdain? Proper heel, doing his job. 
Yeah, looking up at it going, you flashy, showy cunt. Can we just get on with the fucking wrestling, please? Like, oh, I told you Brett. backstage, Sid. You're not the face. Stop <laughs> fist bumping people. Uh, the bell rings, the lads lock up, and it's the weirdest start to a Brett-Sid match ever because Sid gets backed up by Brett into the corner and Brett just beats him down until Sid's sitting on the floor going ow this hurts <laughs> it's very strange every fucking time I tell Sid. you about entrances <laughs> fucking told you like every time they've done this before they've done the take a spot where Brett eventually is technical enough to get you know Sid in the corner to beat him up but then Sid's so powerful he'll grab Brett and then throw him back into the corner and punch him down or whatever Brett is having none of that tonight well, he's just in Sean's promo. Well, yeah, maybe so. Uh, so almost immediately, Austin is out to stop Sid from escaping through the door. Uh, Sid gives Brett the power bomb, nice and gentle, like hand under his back, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Austin stops Sid from escaping by climbing over the cage. And so Brett gets to his feet, joins Stone Cold Steve Austin, punching Sid on the top of the cage what a visual where these two wrestlemania opponents are punching the other guy in the ring beautifully booked what i mean you know who's involved in the booking of this brett and taker well yeah pretty much <laughs> which indeed brings out the undertaker to pull off austin wait what chris dick <laughs> <laughs> he pulls austin off the <laughs> cage <laughs> Brett gives Sid a tippity top top rope superplex. It is fucking nuts seeing a guy seven foot tall take a suplex like that. And you can't teach that. Yeah, fucking a. That guy looks really good in AEW. What's his name? W Morrissey. Yeah, the way he didn't respond to Stokely's advancements or whatever, I thought it was fucking hilarious. You can have whatever you want, and I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yeah, all right, good stuff. Ah, oh, a classic. Really, really funny. Uh, Austin causing a fuss on the outside. The officials and the refs are all out now. Uh, Sid climbs over the cage. Brett goes for the door. But Undertaker slams. I mean, he gently closes the door on Brett. But, you know. Dastardly heel. <laughs> got WrestleMania in six days. I'm not going to injure Brett. He's going to make the card. Right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Taker stops Brett from escaping through the door. Sid drops to the floor and still your WF World Heavyweight Champion, Psycho Sid. But that's not really the story here, is it, Mr. Tax Williams? Oh, God, no. Because at this stage, I was like, oh, well, obviously, that's the end of Raw. That's it. Oh, Sid's down. Still seven minutes on this broadcast. Exactly. It's like, what the fuck is what's going on? And then we go to some kind of like commercial break. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we having a break? And we come back to the ring. Vince is in there. Oh, finally decide to put your big boy pants on and not talk to Sean. Half yeah. the cage is down and starts talking to Brett. And wait, Brett- wait, before we get into it, oh, that visual of they, they've started to take the cage down, but not fully. So you've got the back bit of the blue cage, the side of the blue cage, but everyone can get in and out of the ring nicely and stuff. It adds to this kind of like you're looking inside something you're not meant to be seeing yet yeah this is very much this is off this is you know the network feed should have dropped this is for the live crowd only yeah and brett was hard selling the loss before we cut to ads and like three minutes later after we've done the ads 
Brett is still sitting in the ring, looking distraught as they're taking the cage down around him. You're like, oh, this is quite special. But it's 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 Brett being involved. Of course, it's going to be good. Brett's involved. Uh huh. Unbelievable. So, Vince gets in to interview Brett, and Vince says, "You've got to be terribly frustrated by this." Brett shoves Vince to the ground. Oh yes. Oh boy, did he shove him? Fucking hell! <laughs> it's not Brett- working soft anymore, is he? <laughs> I'm going to play this promo because it's fucking incredible. But Brett's first line of, this is bullshit (laughs) in 97 on USA. Oh, man. It's magical moment time. Wow! Frustrated isn't a goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Oh, we apologize. You screwed me. Everybody screws me. Nobody does a goddamn thing about it. Nobody in the building cares. Nobody in the dressing room cares. So much goddamn injustice around here. I've had it up to here. We apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I should be the World Wrestling Federation champion. Get him out of the ring. Everybody just keeps turning a blind eye. You keep turning a blind eye to it. I got that gorilla monsoon. He turns a blind eye to it. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Cut him off. If you don't like it, tough shit. So everybody is screwing Brett. If you don't like it, tough shit. Oh, Brett, man. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Put him bums in seats since earlier this evening, since hour one of the show. Sure. Uh, no, 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 I know we've gone on about it a lot, but Brett's promo. Oh, oh, is he in for this? He's building the mania. He's building in reality because he's clearly fucked off that his mania moment, he was going to get his his win back. And mania 13 has been taken away. And then they're still trying to dick him about. Beautiful storytelling by Brett. It's it, It's just perfect. He's so angry and so frustrated and so justified. Um, I think, I know that Vince is, needs to tell this story. I think he's too obvious on commentary where he's going, oh, this crybaby Bret Hart. And like, he's really taking every chance he can get to shit on Bret um, from very early on in the show. Um, do you think it's too much or do you think it's just about right? I think it's just about right because okay. we're still we're blurring the lines between Vince being commentator Vince and owner of the company Vince. So I think it's you know he's trying to set up Brett as the heel. He's trying to do his work and the storytelling on commentary for those who are, are joining the show. But you can tell and this is the great thing about this Bret Hart promo which is sort of heel 101. The heel genuinely believes they've been wronged. And that's the key thing about Brett's heel promo here. This isn't some kind of grandiose, I'm deliberately whining. It's because I have been fucked over. I won the belt. I had to defend it. I then lost it. I don't get a rematch. I then get rematch. It's got me in a steel cage. People come and fuck us about six days before WrestleMania. Sean's not here. What the fuck are you doing? It's, It's beautiful. Never even got his proper rematch after WrestleMania 12. Exactly. 
he's been screwed over since WrestleMania 12. There is no question about it. I think legitimately and kayfabe, to be totally honest. Yeah, he's keeping he's keeping him here. He's like, mm. Brett's Brett. He'll be here. We're paying him money. He's a company guy. He'll do what we tell him to do. And I think this is the stage where Brett's like, yeah, quote, Owen, enough is enough and it's time for change. <laughs> time for a change, but yeah. Uh, so we're definitely into this phase where Vince has come to Brett and gone, look, I, I, I just can't afford to pay you the money we said we were going to pay you right they must be at least vince must be thinking this now because he is so determined that brett is gonna be a heel even though he gets face pops everywhere he goes and he's doubling down on sean as the baby face he's gonna come back after yeah. mania and be the guy yeah it's it's i know this wrestlemania 13 match is very special uh with him and austin um i love the way by the way i post this brett promo we also get brett and austin screaming over each other cutting these filthy promos on each other what you're a crybaby brett you're a crybaby and then brett comes back with oh you're called stone costy Austin because your tiny stones are so small you won't even come out here to fight me and all this sort of stuff <laughs> there's some really good killer lines in these promos um yeah i, I don't know man like I, I always thought it was a shame that they tried to turn brett especially with uh, a Sean who doesn't turn successfully. Because by the time we get to Survivor Series, uh, Brett is uh, a hated figure in America, I guess. And so is Sean. It doesn't fucking work. No, and and, and that's where I think, I also wonder if the, um, this, the double turn engineered by Brett was a case of, we're going to do this to fucking spite them. Maybe. Maybe so, dude. Do you think Brett wanted to be a heel? Do you think he's had enough? Do you think he's letting this anger out as it's it's healthy for him? Because I'm not sure, man. I don't know. It's it's really odd because Brett as a heel when he's doing like the uh, the Canada versus US stuff is it's such a unique dynamic of heel face depending on which border you've crossed yeah. to go over. I think Brett would have always wanted to be a face. Because because he got those face reactions around Europe, around the world. But yeah, it's a trick. It's an odd one because I've never considered whether Brett would prefer to be heel or face. I think Brett would prefer to be whatever is good to help the other wrestlers. Yeah, and I think for us doing this story between Brett and Sean leading into the road to Montreal, uh, it was vital to cover all this stuff up to WrestleMania 13 because it establishes so much the motivation of these two human beings. But I really think post-WrestleMania 13 is when the, the shit is going to hit the fan and we're going to have two guys essentially being cunts to each other for the next year until we hit Survivor Series. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, but to quickly finish off this show... Uh, after Brett and Austin are screaming at each other, we get Sid who walks down to the ring, uh, kind of confronts Brett, but Brett doesn't really want anything to do with it. Taker walks back down to the ring. Sid shoves Brett. Break, Brett dives on Undertaker. Austin runs out to attack Brett, and they kind of pair off, so it's Austin and Brett and Sid and Undertaker. Uh, they're brawling in the ring. Some of them are brawling on the outside. The refs and the officials go flying. Taker pumps, punches one. Uh, there's a brilliant bit where Pat Patterson, just to give you an example of why I think Vince's commentary might not have been on point here. Uh, Pat Patterson takes a bump for Brett 
and Vince is irate at Brett. He's like, you no good, dirty son of a... Like, has to cut himself off like he's going to swear on live TV, even though Brett's already done it like three times. Uh, so did uh, Steve Austin, by the way. He said, drops a shit, and so does Sid. Sid drops a shit. He just goes, I don't give a shit when he comes Wait, out to the Sid ring. Sid dropped a shit in vocab, or Sid dropped a shit in his pants? Well, who knows, man. Uh, Austin throws Pat into a guardrail, and Vince is like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like, he's meant to be the heel. At this point, at least. Uh, is Pat Patterson likes it hard. Yeah, sure he did. Uh, Sean walks out and stands on the ramp because Sean has to get his shit in, even though he's in neither of the matches at WrestleMania. <sighs> Sean stands about on the ramp. And Vince, <sighs> Vince, in a tone of voice that's like, it's his own child who's about to be jumped off a cliff or something. It's like, don't do it. Don't do it, Sean. He's hurt. Don't do it. It's, it's a bit cringe. It's not good. It doesn't reflect well on, on Vinnie Mac at all, does it? Sure. Sean just kind of stands around as the other guys are brawling. He grabs a bit of the cage and lifts it up like he's going to do something, but doesn't. Grabs a steel chair like he's going to do something and doesn't. Vince expresses more concern for Sean than any of the other lads in this sequence or in his main events at WrestleMania. Uh, Austin and Brett brawl, brawl to the back as Sid and Taker are still brawling in the ring and Sean's just standing around. And that's the end of the show. It's it's brilliant mayhem until Sean comes out and is just standing around for the last two minutes. Yeah, didn't need Shawn Michaels there. I appreciate he's on commentary, which is going to be a huge impact to the main main event. But this show, like the Brett promo in the first hour, the main event match, bringing out the, the main event wrestlers for Mania 13 works perfectly. You had the minis coming through. Ahmed Johnson was also here, ruining <laughs> a one-on-one match, turned into a six-man. That's the match I want to see. It's Minis versus Ahmed. <laughs> they'd still win. <laughs> Who knows? But but it was it was great. And like you were saying earlier, that everything largely had a purpose. So even when uh, Tony Atlas came out to hold back the rock, there's there's seeds planting for the future. And it's setting up the match. Goldust and Triple H, we've had this feud bubbling along. And in fairness, the match is covered on this card, set up nicely for Mania. The problem is when we get to Mania, Rich, there are some unannounced matches. (laughs) Interesting. Well, we will have to wait till next week to find out because I'm certainly not going to spoil it for myself yet. No, 100%. But this was great fun. How would you uh, cornflake rate this one? I think this is a fucking brilliant go-home show. Even the Sean stuff is there, but Brett's work is so good. The other matches on the show were a lot of fun, really solid builds. Uh, we get the intro I love with the uh, not anthrax riff and everything else. Like This is a big nostalgia pop for me. So uh, I think this is a comfortable four. Yeah, this is a four cornflake from me, and it's, I think, my favorite roar of the run so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, even bits of bulldog and owen have been better on other shows but they still had a lot of fun on this one we had like the whole billy gun shamrock thing that was very funny <laughs> you know killer promos all night uh, austin and brett fucking hell in 97 they are killing the promo scene and yeah as you said with bulldog even just that that vertical suplex yeah so impressive amazing cool. so- mayhem to end the show like that's exactly what you want in that kind of attitude era style 
that makes people want to see what happens at Mania. They did a yeah. great. They did great. They didn't need HBK there, but obviously they think that. Oh, what's he going to do in the main event? Fine, but not interest of me. But yeah, yeah. I well, went I, in I, knowing I, the Brett stuff was going to happen, and I was looking forward to seeing it, how it played out. Uh, but all the other stuff that surrounds that as well was immensely entertaining, and I'm genuinely looking forward to WrestleMania 13. I think even if the wrestling isn't quite of the caliber of like modern wrestling or like you know a 15 or something sorry uh 17 which is really really good uh 15 is also really banging even though people poo poo it for some reason um yeah uh i think uh i'm gonna really enjoy the show there's gonna be some fun storytelling i'm gonna enjoy the matches we've built for yeah absolutely i'm intrigued to see how many other bullshit random last minute matches there are well if you think for the cards before we finish so we've got main event take a sid yeah we've got austin brett yeah we've got the chicago street fight Yep, the trios. We've, we've got the tag belts. Yep. We've got the we've IC belt. Yeah. And we've got Triple H got, Gold Dust. Yep, that's the other one. That's six already. It's a decent card. Yeah. It, it, on paper, it seems pretty damn good, to be fair. At mainly when it was only three hours. We yep. don't need anything else on this card, Rich. In Chicago? Hmm. Hmm. How many matches are there? Do you know? I'll wait for you to find out. Okay, we'll find out next week. <laughs> I think we'll awesome. leave it there because it's a little bit long one. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Fanboy Rich on the old Twitter machine or anything on WrestleTalk, Neuros Bard, Parts of Unknowns, all those places. I work across everywhere now. Lovely. I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Facebook. I will be returning in spirit alone to Pro Wrestling All Stars this weekend as we all get aboard the party train for Rami mm-hmm. Romeo's last stand as he goes against former NXT standout Tristan Eichner for the Pro Wrestling All-Stars All-Star Championship. Can he win it in his retirement bout? Let's find out. Exciting times all aboard the party train. Next week is WrestleMania! Whoa, whoa! WrestleMania! WrestleMania. (laughs) Difficult to do it when you're remotely podcasting. Pick it up, pop it up, pop it up! (laughs) Awesome. Can't wait for Mania next week. Yeah, me too. Right, bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit!
Yeah! <laughs>